Hey, if you've been here a while, I have covered stories about the bush <laughs> for a while now, and I am giving my yearly bush update. <laughs> And if you haven't been with us for a while, I rescued some bushes from the throwaway pile at Walmart. And um, the evolution of that bush seems to be following the evolution of my life. And I think the bush is just proof that when we believe in the goodness in what we can see, we can do anything. Gosh, that was cliche, but pretty close. It's real. All right, let's go. <laughs> hey, you're on this journey on this season five vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show you know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life. And it's all lived out loud. And this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth. So you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that I am promising you will be there, you will end up lost. You are not going to get there. Just know that. Um, but it's, it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real. And this is all real. This is me living my life out loud. So we can all do our dreams. Hey, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams. That's what we do here. Uh, I am going to go ahead and ground us all in our greatness. And this is your opportunity to take time, reflect on the things that you've been doing that are great. And I'm going to tell you that I am coming from Camp 
y'all, this is not so great. Uh, website went down, which isn't a tragedy. Um, it isn't the worst thing that could happen. I don't know what is, but it, it isn't for us. It would be for other people, probably for us. It just is what it is right now. Uh, so when that happened, it set off like this insane chain of having to <laughs> figure out where everything is. And what I can tell you... <laughs> What I can tell you is they should force you and they, they shouldn't. And when I say they, I mean, I don't know who's going to govern this, but they, whoever they is, should make you maybe pick one thing for a second. I don't know. I don't know. But I have been going back and forth on where all of the bazillion domains I own are. So, what I am going to go ahead and recommend for anyone who's listening, who wants to start a business, who has started a business, who, whatever, like, I was so sure of myself. So sure. And so I was like, listen, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to create the email. I'll create the website. I'll register that. And it's relatively cheap. So it's like, well, this is no skin off my back. Let's go. And what I would recommend to anyone who's starting out is to only register things to your personal personal email, one that you know is going to stay live and active. Don't try to be a bougie business and be like, well, they're going to need my business email to, to think that I'm credible. No, don't do it. You will regret it because if that business doesn't work out and you decide, oh, I'm not going to renew that email. You see the problem here? If you've registered a bunch of things under that email, but you can't access it anymore, guess what happens? You can't get to those registrations. And so I have been like unburying domain roots, <laughs> um, working through trying to get those released, even the ones that I've been able to find, trying to get those released so that I can use them. Now, um, trying to even like, I'm, I squatted on my own name for all my socials, for every email, for everything. But now I'm like squatting on myself essentially because I can't get into those because I used emails that are no longer open. Right. So you can imagine. And then I can't find where they're registered. And then even if I can find them, I can't get into them. And it doesn't start and stop at domains. What we've uncovered now trying to clean this mess up um, is that there's, a, there's social things. There's all sorts of redirects that we'll certainly have to put in, which is perfectly fine and doable. It's just madness pure madness. So that's been the world that I've been living in. 
And last night when I was trying to, oh my gosh, just attempt to clean up my insanity, um, cause I've been having to work a little bit extra on it. I, <laughs> I stumbled upon this really cool screen and most people would be like, eh, cool. Is that cool? Uh, but for me, it just shows, you know, like I tried, I went all in on a lot of different ideas. Um, and I didn't like pull back and I was like, Ooh, I can't let people know. No. Registered the emails, got the websites, like did the things. And so here I have one, two, three, four, five, five different emails that I registered that I thought were going to turn into businesses that didn't five. And we've been doing this for five years. So most people would probably go, Oh, five, that's not too crazy, but that's one a year. And the crazy thing is, this is a cool snapshot, but there are more emails. There were five in this snapshot. There are probably 12 total. So in the short span of, no, we're going into five, year five. So in the short span of four years, and I really didn't even truly start venturing in this until year two. Um, yeah, that's a lot, right? So you have about three years of work there. Three years, 12 email addresses, 12 attempts at different businesses that I was certain on. Like you couldn't convince me otherwise. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way. Cause, cause now, right. Um, things that would take people days, years, months, take me moments. I've done it so many times that it's like the easiest thing that I could do when people come in and they ask questions about this, this, or that, what's the best option? What would you do if you were starting? I can tell them this is the mistake that I made. This is what I would do instead if I was doing it all over again, which is like the greatest thing that I feel like I can contribute to people who are starting out because I did it wrong so many different ways and times that I can now offer you some pretty credible advice, you know? And I didn't know that I was going to, you know, get my butt kicked. I didn't know that eventually this was all going to come beat me up later, but now I know. Okay, that was stupid. And this is how I would advise someone who's starting all of this out. Because I learned from that. And this is why it sucks. This is why. And my biggest learning from the last two days of customer service calls with some open for open source 
web companies who have no customer service at all, which are not really built for that, but holy cow, uh, it is a headache upon headache. I can't, I can't even, I can't, I don't, I don't even know where to go next. Um, and I feel blessed because I've had my website developer, Kimberly, helping me navigate these challenges. But even then, I'm like pounding my head on a table. Like, how many times do I have to push a button before I speak to someone? And if I go through all of these prompts, will I ever be able to speak with someone? Or will these prompts be exactly what I'm needing? I don't know, you know, but you have to go through a million of them. And it's like, why? And then the amount of, of authenticity codes that have gone to my phone and email and I'm just bouncing back and forth and I'm trying to remember which one I'm verifying for which thing that I'm doing. And it's just this like whole world of craziness and the best lessons that we can learn are learned this way sure it'd be great let's not do the painful learning let's not do that but sometimes someone has to go get hurt to help who's coming behind us so is my great thing that I think we're, we're not out of the water by any means. There's a lot of work still to be done to clean this mess up. Um, but we're above water at this point. Still probably like doggy paddling, but above. And that feels awesome. Feels awesome. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. I have some amazing evolution news. You are not going to believe this for one second. If you have listened to this show for long enough, you'll know, probably know what I'm talking about. Um, but I'll catch you up. Those of you who haven't in the first season Actually, it may have been a little bit later in the second season. Um, and this was when I was really struggling and I was trying to um, figure out like who I was. And I, I was doing just a, a ton of examination in that moment. I'm writing on this period right now in my book. And I was essentially this like broken nothing of a person and i had to start rediscovering like what were the things that were me in this life like what are the things that matter to me and now i have this like beautiful list of five core dynamics of who i am but at the beginning of that conversation, at trying to understand who I was and how I was meant to operate here, 
I started from scratch. I essentially erased everything that I thought that I knew about myself. And I wanted to start new with that list because I realized a lot of what I had created was built on someone else's ideals of what I should be. And I wanted to break that down and make it real. And so at the beginning of that conversation of questioning how someone builds an identity, how do we do that? And if you want to explore that a little bit more, I would go back to my interview with Lindsay Blout. Um, it's way far back in like in season two. Um, but that interview, we really investigate what it is like to be identityless and how important it is to not tie ourselves to these sort of strict functions, naming functions, ideas, how it's better to be more fluid with that and just have these things that call you forward, right? These like centering, grounding values that you can bounce new things that you're doing, but these things you do are not you. These things you've been told about yourself are not you, right? Because they could change tomorrow. So important that we don't get attached to them. And it's a great conversation. If you're, if you're in the midst of that, I suggest that interview and season two, because it is really a raw look at losing your identity. Really raw. That was a tough season. It is tough to write about right now. Um, but in season two, I would find that one of the root cores of my being has always been this like seer of possibility. Like I can see it in people. I can see it in places. I can see it in plants. And one of my things that I did during this season was decide that I was going to like make our house look nice. And so since we had no money because I wasn't working and you know, what happens when you don't work, <laughs> the kind of the thing around not working is then you don't make the money that comes from the work. And so we were low on funds and we didn't really have money to fund this project. But I was like, listen, I think I could find some sale plants. And everyone was like, that's a terrible idea. They're going to die. Your sale plants are going to die. And then you're going to be even more mad that you wasted money on sale plants because you don't have any money to waste, sister. So I go to Walmart on this improvement project, like mission. I'm going to just throw these in, they'll make it look better, feel better. Let's do it. So I find this brittle stick of what promises to be a bush. And I'm like, you gotta leave. You know, you may be a broken down old bush, but you still gotta leave. I, I see you, little baby broken bush. And I think at that point, I could see that bush, even as broken as it was, I could see that there was possibility. And, and right where I was in that life was 
that broken bush face. I was like, I don't know what's good here anymore. I have shifted my entire life and being, and I'm not sure how to show up, who I am, what's good about me now. And I was a broken bush in every sense of the word. And so I bought that broken bush because it was the least expensive plant that I could find. And I planted it. And I was like, broken bush, I see you. I see, I see what you could be. And I think, you know, it was the same realization and exception of myself. Like, I see that you're broken. I see that You feel like you're not capable because you've been thrown on a shelf as a discount markdown item, but I see you. I see that leaf. And I know if if someone, i.e. yourself, believes in that one leaf, you can flourish. Right? So go to the checkout buy my nearly dead plant, go home and plant it. And the first season (laughs) looked a little rocky. Not going to lie to you. It's like, man, that discount bush really not, not thriving. (laughs) Not not thriving. Um, Not thriving. What are we going to do with this discount bush? Where are we going to go from here? And, you know, planted it, watered it, let it sit, let it do its thing. And by the next season, it had come around a little bit. It's kind of this cute little baby bush. And I'm like, hey, look at you, baby bush. Look at you going. You're doing it. And so I would go to Walmart around the same time and I would buy a matching feeble, broken, discounted bush to go on the other side of that bush. And the next season, both bushes were looking pretty good. And we're currently in our about third season of the bush, (laughs) the bushes. (laughs) And they are overtaking my entire house. Like, I have to move said bushes because it's kind of like, well, they're, they're, they're too big. In the beginning, they were these cute, like, front of house bushes that were perfect. Perfect size, perfect everything. Now they are like a bush from the Amazon that, like, came into contact with some radioactive growth hormone. And they are behemoth bushes. They have overtaken my front stairs. They have overtaken my entire front. Like, while I haven't maintenanced the garden up front or where I would plant some seasonal plants, um, it wouldn't matter because you couldn't see them because these bushes are everywhere. They're everywhere. It was like, well, Hannah. Maybe it's time to to trim the bushes. 
you know, if they're out of control, just trim them. You can make them smaller. But I'm like, this is not the season to trim. Not that I'm a gardener and I'm like, hey, this isn't the season to trim. It's like bushes, if you are full, alive, growing, taking over the, the world. Let's keep growing. So my plan is to move them out of the front of the house because they are big. They are the most beautiful bushes that I could have ever expected from the stick that I bought at Walmart to what they are now. They turn into this like beautiful white tea red color in the fall here in Iowa. And they are like bountiful and beautiful. And I don't even know what kind of bush they are, but they are the best bush that I could have ever bought. And I think me and that bush, we, we grew together. We were both a broken down branch with one leaf of hope to hold on to. That's all we could be in that moment. And it took a couple seasons and we grew together and we found we found where we wanted to go, what we wanted to do. And that's, that's, that's where we ended up going. Like here we are and here we are in our like bushiest bush selves, expanding, growing, taking over essentially. And it feels crazy to think that just believing in a bush could change everything. Like those would have been thrown out, put on a burn pile somewhere because they were worthless. If you looked at this bush, <laughs> you would have been like, Hannah, don't even try. And I think about where that shows up in so many factors of my life. And now in everything that I do, like that's what I'm interested in doing, showing people what I see, the possibility that I see in spaces and places and, and people and bushes and everything. Like it doesn't have to just be what it's always been. It doesn't have to just be what it appears to be. We can believe in the leaf, right? We can believe in the one good thing that exists. We can choose to believe and buy into that instead of the opposite, right? Instead of what we've been told to see forever. We can believe in that. We can build that. We can take that and we can run with it. We can mold it and we can take it where it has always been meant to go. And I think it takes someone with that eye 
to wander into it. And I don't have an eye for plants. I have no green thumb whatsoever. I will tell you my basic survival of plants is probably at about a 30% success rate. You know, like I have plants all around my shop, all around my home, and most of them survive. And some of them die. Tragic deaths. Most of them just literally dehydrating themselves to death. I gotta water them, you know? But I didn't have to water this bush. This bush bloomed on its own. Plus it was outside, so like that helps. But I have put other plants outside. I have put other discount Walmart plants outside. Specifically, that have just succumbed to this certain death. And we've made it through. This bush did not. But inevitably, it would seem that this bush is me. And that maybe when I started believing in the one leaf on the bush, I started to make my way back to believing in myself. And even though I had given up on myself, I could rescue and find a way forward. And to see these bushes, like, I don't even know how I'm going to get these bushes transplanted because they are so massive, so massive. They have to move. You can't see my stairs. I know that I should just trim them, but I'm not willing to because I have the perfect spots for, for both bushes. Like, they're, they're going to go perfect where I have them planned. Um, but I... I can't figure out how I'm going to get underneath the bulk of this bush. It's madness. So leafy and big and crazy. And, you know, I think given the right environment, given the, the belief, the acknowledgement of something more that's possible, we all bloom. We all find our way to expand over the stairs. And I feel like I too am in a expand over the stairs type of moment in my life. And I'm proud to be joining with the bushes. And I'm excited for this new venture that these bushes go on. Finding a, a new place to show up, finding a new home to arrive to and finding a new purpose purpose and i know it sounds crazy right like hannah these are just bushes you understand but i think the significance of connection to nature and, and growth and the earth and its bounty and however you like to think about that is a big deal it is 
there are signs and synchronicities and things that when we're paying attention, when we're open to it, they, they flow in and it's, it's a crazy flowing journey. And I, for one, am excited to be on that journey. And I am even more excited to be in this blooming, expanding bush phase. And I don't know if you can have plant soul sisters, but I feel like if I did, this bush would be my being. This bush is my essence. Is what's possible. And I am proud to be a discounted Walmart bush descendant soul sister. Because sometimes that's all we can be. There are moments where we are just discounted and thrown, nearly thrown out. And we got to pick ourselves up and believe even when no one else will. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah Nuss. And I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters. Change the world.